who is driving? Like sometimes I have to imagine when I'm noticing what's happening, I have to imagine that like Sally Salamander is like in the front seat and like trying to take over the wheel. And I have to like put her in the back seat. Actually, like even when you're riding, like who's taking the reins? Is it your is it your victim? You know, is it your fear? Are you fearful when you ride? Are you easily irritated with your horse when you ride? You know, when you're irritated and you get like annoyed with the horse, like that's 100% Vicky at work. You know, if you're scared and you're like worried what he's going to do and you are scared to canter and that's intimidating, that's Sally at work, right? Hey guys, it's JJ from Team Tate Academy. Welcome to my podcast, Dressage Life with me, JJ Tate. Like you, I've had my fair share of ups and downs, both of horses and in life in general. I've been so fortunate to have spent most of my life learning from some of the best riders and trainers on the planet. I've also worked hard to learn to cope and balance the crazy highs and heartbreaking lows that come with having horses in our lives. I want this podcast to inspire you, teach you, and remind you that it's all normal, and we are all in this together. I'm so glad you're here. Today's episode was originally featured in my private Facebook group, Team Tate TV. If you're not already there, please join us for more inspiring conversations. Okay, hi guys. I've been in like deep, not too dark. It's not too dark, but uh, a lot of deep learning and a lot of deep growth in my German basement. I just wanted to like share with you guys like what's going on, what's happening, what is the work I've been doing. So right now we have nine horses in training, which makes for a busy day, which is kind of amazing that every day I like drive through the German countryside and I'm like, I am living my dream. I just like, sometimes I like can't even believe it that I have a barn full of horses and two girls that work for me here who are doing an awesome job in a beautiful place with a great, you know, fantastic trainers. Uh, Michael comes over. I've got a little truck and trailer. Well, like a little, like it's a, it's a little truck, um, but I can truck over to his place. I did that last week. Um, yeah, and the horses are just developing and getting better and we're making progress. I can give you a little update. Um, I'm really excited to welcome Ragnald from Norway. Whenever I talk about teaching in Norway, she brought her two horses down for the summer. So that is really fun to actually get to help her in person and ride the horses a little bit. I haven't done that yet because they're just like settling in, but that's really fun to have an international student like drive so far to come train with us. So that's pretty cool. And then we have our uh, seven horses here. So I have Apollo, Romeo, Bo, Bon, Bon Voyage. Uh, I don't know if you guys know him. He's my gray horse. Um, Freddie, Denali, and our little bin horse, Aki. So he's a four-year-old. So he's a little bit, I think, in the academy already because we wanted to do like a little bit like Young Horse series 
Um, I know you guys love the bow series. So I just did two videos more on him yesterday. So that's pretty fun. I moved all of them out of town. So Michael didn't have enough room for all nine, obviously. So we moved out to a beautiful place called House Geese King, where Patrick Kittle ran his business for about 20, 20, over 20 years before they built their own place. So it's totally gorgeous. And um, I feel really lucky to be there. And yeah, great footing, great arenas, great turnout, nice stalls. The girls um, live nearby. Angela lives on the property. So that's been great. It's a little bit of a drive, but it gives me a chance to do my meditation. I do not close my eyes while I am driving, but I get to listen to my Chopra on my way out. Uh, the seven spiritual laws, big, big stuff. If you don't have the Chopra app, I highly recommend it. <laughs> Uh, it's started to change my life. Another thing that has changed my life is I bit the bullet and I got a sports psychologist. So this has been really interesting. And she's like a blonde version, basically, of Chopra. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about what I've been working on and what I've been learning. Um, Of course... My lessons with Michael have been great. The horses are really getting stronger in the Grand Prix stuff. Yeah, the horses, the horses are going really well. Um, just chipping away, right? Chopping, chopping the wood over here. Uh, I ride without stirrups. You know, I'm I'm working on myself, but you know, the deeper work that I have felt that has been happening has been in my mind. And when you guys know me. You know, I'm always like, train your brain, you know, like you, you can train your brain. You can memorize that. You can decide that, you know, and something that my sports psychologist has been really bringing to the forefront is, you know, every day you can choose to be different, right? Like I'm a smoker. I eat chocolate. I do whatever you do, right? I don't exercise, right? Every day, we have an opportunity to choose. Am I still that person? You know, does that still resonate with what I want in my life? You know, and what are these choices I'm making? And what does that lead to on the other side, right? Like, I know it's about um, writing. We're all about writing better. But I can't even believe the difference how my writing is going. As I get more in control of like what's going on up here in my head. So the first thing I want to talk about, and I hope you guys find this funny. And I hope you guys find this helpful. Because this explained a lot to me and like what's going on up in here in my head. So she sent me uh, this list of things. So I'm going to read them to you because it's just better. I could like post it, but I think it's just better if I just read it to you. You can just hear it. So we've got like three major parts of our mind that are in control of things. Okay, so the one is the reptile brain. And I call her Sally. So sorry to any Sally's out there if this is offensive to you. Um. Because I don't mean it that way. And it's not a negative thing. It's just, 
I don't know. I was thinking about a reptile and then like a alligator face was like way too strong. So it was kind of like a soft salamander. And so then it just became Sally as in salamander. So that's the reptile brain. Um, I think in technical terms, it might be the amygdala, but I don't need to. I don't know. I'll get back to you on the technical terms. Right now, I'm just talking about we're just making names. So this reptile brain is addicted to drama, focused on and blaming others, judging, very judgy, of others, yourself, of the horses, like everything. You just judge, judge all the things. Uh, the reptile brain also resists change and actually gets a little panicky when you start to choose to be different. The reptile Sally is going to kick in, okay? Uh, the reptile brain is also on survival mode and very fear-based, right? So when we're in the saddle and we're like, oh, you know, we go into like fetal position when he spooks or we get tight and we get like, you know, like, oh, like up on our head and like thinking too fast and worrying and all the things. That's the reptile brain. That is Sally working at her best, right? When we feel in fear, this is what has kept us alive um, and has kept us safe, right? So Sally is strong, okay? But she's only as strong as we allow her to be. So this is one thing. The next part is the ego self. Okay, so that's not just like, oh, I want to look good. You know, that's like way, way bigger and deeper than that. So the second part of our brain is the ego brain, right? And that is this disconnected from self and to others. The need to be validated. The need to be heard. The need to be liked. And the need to look good. Looking good. Needs respect. And is very achievement-based. Okay, so just let that all resonate for a second. Reptile brain, loves drama, likes to blame others, very judgy, resists change, gets in survival mode, and is very fear-based. Just like functions from a fear center, okay? Keeps us alive, so we're, we're grateful, right? We, we would not still be here as a species. The reptile brain did not keep us safe from the scary noises in the woods, okay? The ego self. I call her Vicky. Sorry if there's any Vickies out there that don't like that. That's her name. But for me, it's the victim mode, right? It's this victim of like, why is this happening to me? Why is this horse doing this to me? Why is my trainer treating me like this? Me, You know? So, and like, I go to a horse show and I need to be validated by the judge. Like, I need to um, win this class. You know, like, why? That is Vicky at work, the victim. She needs to be heard, needs to be liked, needs to be good, needs to look good. She cares what everyone thinks about her, right? She cares what the judges think, you know? She cares what her other friends in the stable are thinking, okay? So that's. Vicky. And then there is the real you and the real me. 
And that is where like in meditation, that's who we connect to. And that's what's connected to like when we say like namaste, like the light in me honors the light in you. This is the light. This is the real me and the real you. Okay. So this is unlimited light, unlimited love, unlimited potential, unlimited power, unlimited energy needs connection to our own self and to others, is trust-based, and needs to stretch and grow. So the big question is, which is like what I'm totally doing in this German basement, is this like stretching and growing. I feel like I've like coming to Germany for the last two summers, it's like been a lot of growth. Last year was really uncomfortable and I had to really get comfortable with the uncomfortable, not knowing where the supermarket was, not knowing I had to bring my own bag, feeling, you know, uh, like I needed to rush bagging the bag in the groceries because the Germans were judging me that I was the American and too slow. <laughs> and I had to buy all my bags to put my groceries in. But just like all that unknown, I mean, I'm sure it's really good for my neuroplasticity this like, oh, you don't know anything about this and you don't know the language and you just don't know anything about anything, you know, and it's all new and it's a little scary. So uh, this year, I feel like, I feel like last year, I probably was like living in Sally because everything was scary. I didn't know anything, you know, so you could all like fear, you know. Um, and I was also um, coming after my double mastectomy uh, two years ago in 2021. I mean, I was still afraid if I was going to be able to ride well again. You know, like I I had my double mastectomy in August. I won regionals exactly two months later at the Grand Prix. I went to nationals because there was like no way I was missing out on that because that was a huge like inspiration and motivation for me to like get back in the ring, do what I've always done, get back on the horse, you know, cancer's not going to take me down, you know, and uh, that was cool and that was great and I'm really proud of myself about that. Um, but, you know, staying the same only creates the same results and I don't want the same results anymore. I want, I want to be better. You know, I want to be better in every avenue of my life. I want to be a better person. I want to be a better leader. I want to be a better writer. I want to be a better business owner. I want to be a better competitor. Like all the things, right? I want to just be better. And so this year, I've like come into the cocoon a little differently, knowing that there is a higher power out there because I tapped into it after my surgery. Um crazy stuff that I think I've talked about before, but I like meditated into existence, which was like kind of like not kind of like completely incredible and also completely terrifying that there is this like other power that's going on out there in the world. But I, I got inspired because I thought if I can like meditate my archetype, and if I can ask the universe to give me an answer about radiation, and I can absolutely trust that without ever practicing the Grand Prix test and without ever even doing an extended trot after my surgery, I could at 9.30 at night ride a Grand Prix freestyle for a 74. 
on a horse that has never gotten a 74 at that level before. Right. I mean, it was like kind of crazy, incredible stuff. So I got this like, you know, little, I got a little taste of like the universe has this immense power and this incredible love and light. I felt it, you know, here, here, region one. I totally felt it at regionals. Everyone was behind me and it was just such a incredible, incredible experience. Um, something I will remember for the rest of my life. So much love and support. And uh, I was completely in flow during that ride. I don't even remember. I, I don't remember anything except that someone else took the reins. And Darby was like completely with me. And he was amazing. It was like the best he'd ever gone ever. It was so amazing. Um and the judges like loved it, you know, it was giant score, giant score. Um, and it just let me know that there's something bigger out there, you know. Hey guys, did you know that I have an online training academy? Well, I do, and it's called Dun 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 Dun. Team Tate Academy. Do you need to know how to ride a shoulder in better? Does your horse get spooky or tight? Would you like a little more theory in bite-sized chunks? How about help with those flying changes or even just helping your horse learn to go on the bit a bit better? We already have over 170 videos on every subject from basic connection from the ground to pee off and passage and everything in between. And I do mean everything. The videos are about 12 minutes long and come with cheat sheets so you can download and keep it at the barn. It's easy to listen from your car, maybe even while you're tacking up your horse. All Academy members join the Tack Room Chats, twice monthly Zoom meetings where you can ask questions and discuss with two of my coaches. And sometimes even I'm able to be there live. Apprentice level members receive monthly lectures with deep dives into theory discussions with other experts, including horse and rider biomechanics, saddle fitting, long lining, mental health, and more. You can check it out at teamtateacademy.com slash info. And now back to the podcast. So then I started kind of thinking about, okay, I gotta, I gotta see more about this. Started with Dr. Joe Dispenza. Stefan from the Olympics, you know, was wishing me luck and all that with my cancer stuff. And he's like, you've got to read You Are the Placebo by Dr. Joe Dispenza. I'm like, okay. Uh, changed my life. And then like the next interesting book came and then the next interesting book came and all these different mindset things. And then I finally like bit the bullet and I, I was reading Annette's book and I was like, I, I, I feel like she's talking directly to me. She's my spirit guide. So I contacted her and now she's my sports psychology and sport psychologist. And I talk to her every week. She's changing. I'm changing my life. She's guiding me, but like I'm changing my life. So there's this interesting thing of asking yourself these questions about like of this Sally and Vicky and the real me and the real you. Like, who is driving? Like, sometimes I have to imagine when I'm noticing what's happening, I have to imagine that, like, Sally Salamander 
is like in the front seat and like trying to take over the wheel. And I have to like put her in the back seat. I got to like strap her into the freaking seat belt in the back seat and be like, you're in the back. I'm driving. My real me is driving, not you. So, and then I kind of laughed the other day because I'm like, yeah, I mean, actually, like, even when you're riding, like, who's taking the reins? Is it your, is it your victim? You know, is it your fear? Are you fearful when you ride? Are you easily irritated with your horse when you ride? You know, when you're irritated and you get like annoyed with the horse, like that's 100% Vicky at work. You know, if you're scared and you're like worried what he's going to do and you are scared to canter and that's intimidating, that's Sally at work. Right. And so we have to really get quiet and notice who's driving and we have to notice Who's got a hold of the reins, you know? And we got to return to that place of that love and light. And it's interesting because I had a very interesting ride um, the other day with Apollo. And I was very much uh, not in the real me with Apollo. And Apollo, if you guys don't know Apollo, he is like this. He's like my sparkly star. Um, but he's kind of like this crazy firework that sometimes just like goes off in like weird random directions. He's got a lot of energy and he's very sensitive. And I was putting too much pressure on him because we needed to do this thing. You know, I want you to do the Grand Prix and we're going to go find the trainers and we're going to go find the exercises and you need to learn to do this. And I have all this experience and I will help you learn to do it. And what really actually really helped was me letting go and really trusting that the answer like I know how to passage and he knows how to passage and I just have to trust that the answer is within me it's not outside of me it's not in someone else's book or it's not in someone else's lesson like I have to trust that the answer is inside me and that I need to listen and connect to him and hear how he needs me to help him, you know, instead of like me forcing my way. And I've got like a lot of different exercises. I've got like this exercise and that exercise. We're going to come at it this way. We're only going to do a couple steps. We're going to do more steps. We're going to do less steps. We've got Cavalettis. we got, I'm like, I got a lot of exercise. As you guys know, from the academy, like, I got some exercises, right? I have ridden this. I have been through this problem before. I have taken a thousand pages of notes uh, from Charles for over 30 years, you know, um, because I just needed to let it come to me. The answer, I needed to sit still. So for me, another thing I've been thinking about is like, what a what a master sits like in the saddle, you know? And that's very much like a like a med like when you're in meditation, you're also quiet, and you're getting to the bottom of yourself, and you're under all the waves, right? Like all the white noise of our lives, and the waves are crashing around, and we just have to like go down. We got to go down into the ocean till it's quiet and calm. And for me, I always want to like understand why. Why is this happening? I want to yeah, analyze it to death, and you know, even inside myself, I need to just get to the bottom of myself. I need to get to the quiet. I need to get 
out of the distractions and I just need to connect. And so when I was connecting with Apollo, he absolutely has like done a 180. You know, I was at the point where I'm like, I'm not sure he's going to do it. Then I get more frustrated. Then I get worried. Then I got to call the vet. Then all the things, right? And I just needed to calm down and I needed to trust, right? I needed to get into my real me and that light and that love and, and lighten up about the whole thing. I was very heavy about it. And I was very, you know, not like forceful, but I was like serious about it. And it was like really making me crazy that it wasn't happening. And the more I like stuck hard to the thing, the farther and farther it got away from me. And so when I finally like sat still and got quiet, he came right to me and we completely reconnected. And he's like a total freak right now. He's like trotting and massaging like a freak. And so it was this interesting thing. And I'm just going to leave this one more little like I thought about this. So like I was on the road. I was like Apollo and I were on the road. And because I'm in Munster and there's like a thousand bicycles all over the place, there's also a bike path next to the road. So it's a like road and the bike path. And I wanted Apollo to passage or whatever it is. You want your horse to do fine change or go on the bid or like whatever it is, right? For us, it was passage. And so we're on the road and Apollo is going to like ping off all because there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. There's a lot in my mind. There's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of worry. There's a lot of pressure. Da, da, da. And Apollo just like feeling all of that. So he's like pinging off the road to the bike path. And what I used to do is follow Apollo over to the bike path and be like, no, 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 no. Come back on the road. Get out. Oh, no, no, no. Come back on the road. And then he's going to like ping off to the grass. And then I got to like follow Apollo over there and like bring him back onto the road. And I'm like, hurting him all the time to be like oh no 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 no, get off the bike path onto the road but I would be following his outburst and I would be running after him uh, attempting to get him back on my path and through my meditation and my work my really deep really hard it's really hard work turns out all these years I've been working 16 hours a day and riding 15 horses a day that's actually not the hard work. The hard work is actually like inside. So this is really, this is the hard, this is the hard stuff. But I finally found if I just sit quiet, full of love on the road, Apollo will ping and he will come back and he will ping off the other way and he will come back. And it's so much also like balance. You guys know I talk about this all the time with like the half halt and, and the Schwerpunkt and like how to define yourself so the horse can connect to that in like your intention and your balance and bringing the horse to that perfect next balance to the next step, which is the next best balance. This is also about like connecting together. And the more I sat still, which is also, of course, what makes my riding body also look, you know, although we don't care because that's Vicky's department. Um, but like 
you look like that's what draws your eye to like what's beautiful about dressage is like the rider the best riders look like they're not moving and the horse just looks like it's doing but in order to get really still we also have to get quiet and we have to get grounded without getting heavy so this is what i've been working on these last couple of months and um it's just interesting of like that you know, when you truly learn to let go, all the things come to you much more. But like living in trust and learning to let go is like an every, like not just the everyday struggle for us control freaks out there. It's like, like all the time, you know, like who is doing the talking or who is doing the driving or who is thinking about this stuff, you know? And then the question really becomes, who do I need to be in this moment, you know, to uh, to um, do these things I want to do? Not how am I going to do it or what am I going to do, but who do I need to be in these moments? So that's that's the big work that I've been working on. And I, I'll, di- I'll delve into this more as we go, but I just wanted to reconnect with everybody. It's Team Tate Tuesday. (laughs) And I just wanted to say hi and challenge you all to get to know Vicky and Sally because we all have them in us. We all have the ability to choose not to let them take the wheel. So my question is for you guys to ask yourselves, to look within and see who's driving and who do you need to be to change your life into the direction you want it to go because the answers are always there deep down in the quiet. So make it a great night. I hope you enjoyed my podcast, Dressage Life with JJ Tate. Don't forget to subscribe. And we would love it if you would share this with other dressage riders and they can find us wherever they get their podcasts. Do you have a topic request, question, or some feedback? Please email us at teamtatedressage at gmail.com. Thanks for joining and make it a great day. I hope you enjoyed my podcast, Dressage Life with JJ Tate. Don't forget to subscribe. And we would love it if you would share this with other dressage riders and they can find us wherever they get their podcasts. Do you have a topic request, question, or some feedback? Please email us at teamtatedressage at gmail.com. Thanks for joining and make it a great day.